So Jersey Joe is here to discuss the matter as to whether or not the New Jersey Devils have in fact moved the needle and are they still relevant amongst the NHL world? I think we all know the answer to it, but Jersey Joe and I are here to discuss something controversial that took place over the weekend. It's going to be a very interesting episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credentialed media member, Trey Matthews. As promised, I am bringing along my partner, my friend, Jersey Joe, because Jersey Joe, there was some controversy over the weekend in regards to Devils, and it had nothing to do with, like, Devils media. It actually came from a San Jose Sharks media source saying like the the devils are irrelevant no one cares about them uh outlandish trade proposals and like i said in my previous episode i'm not going to bash anyone for sending out like uh trade proposals what no matter how insane realistic ludicrous uh good bad whatever the case might be because that's how i thrive in the off season i do silly season discussions so i'm not going to bash anyone about that but my problem is is like saying that the Devils are irrelevant, saying they haven't moved the needle, and uh, basically saying no one likes the Devils discourse. I think that's a huge insult to people like you and me who cover the Devils. It's a huge insult to Ryan Novozinski, Christy Flannery, Dan Rice, Amanda Stein, whoever covers the Devils. and Nick Volano. Yeah, yeah. You, me. Exactly. It's a So basically you're saying that we're putting all this work in and no one's going to care. Really? Let me say this to those dudes over at that pot. Listen to the American Whiskey uh, restaurant. They had the freaking Brat Pack. And the biggest, no offense, the biggest hockey podcast out there to date is Spitting Chicklets. You freaking chum buckets with freaking minnows and freaking water in the West Coast say people don't give a f- about the New Jersey Devils, I'm going to take a bite out of you. <laughs> look, look, we're not endorsing spitting chiclets or, or anything like that. Just putting that disclaimer. I, we're just saying like, you know, but you can't deny they are number one. They're, they're a number one podcast according to Chartable. So I'm, I'm, I'm just putting that out there that just that little disclaimer. So, it, uh, please don't come at me, but Jersey Joe, you do have a point. And it's just frustrating because it's just like, okay, so you're saying that the the Devils went on a 13-game win streak. Jack Hughes literally had a big game against the Vancouver Canucks, and he's in MVP discussions. The Devils are second in the Metropolitan Division, and barring anything catastrophic happening, they're set to uh, reappear in the playoffs. And no one expected this from them. I call them the We Believe Devils for a reason because nobody expected for them to be this good. Not even those guys over at that Sharks media thing, because it's just like, come on, man. Like you're saying the Devils haven't moved the needle. They're irrelevant. They're literally one of the biggest underdog stories of the season. If if any, like um, has there ever been a team that was projected to be a lottery team, but now they've exceeded expectations? Because remember, the narrative was that the Devils struck out during the offseason 
and people were uh, underestimating Jack Hughes, Nico Keisher, and Jesper Bratt, and basically making fun of them for settling for, let's face it, overpaying Andre Palat, having Lindy Ruff as a head coach, because people were saying that Lindy Ruff should have been fired. And we did an episode about that. But I it's was just one like, of them. I was one of them holding heat on them. Yeah, you were one of them. And I'm just like, they're one of the biggest underdog stories of the season. And, they, and they're fifth in the, uh, the NHL all-time for longest win streak. And had that game against the Toronto Maple Leafs gone differently, that trash night at the Prudential Center, quite honestly, uh, that, that Pittsburgh Penguins win streak of, what, 17 or 18 games would have been in jeopardy. Oh, yeah. It, uh, look, I mentioned this in a previous article, not trying to hashtag what I said on, you know, Pucks and Pitchforks, but I did put in an article that that 13-game win streak gave the Devils a 26-point cushion for that terrible month of December and if the Sharks had a better record they had maybe a 13 game win streak of their own maybe they're 26 points better than they are but guess what they're not they're going to be selling off Eric Carlson they're going to be trading away Timo Meyer. it's only a matter of time not if but when it's like the Titanic it's just sinking and it's going to snap and then everyone's going to get eaten by sharks. That's actually that's actually interesting. I don't remember seeing that in James Cameron's uh, adaptation of the Titanic. But, you know, basically the, the writing is on the wall that the, the Devils are going to be somewhat contenders when it comes to, like, uh, being in the trademark. And now who do they get? Do they get Timo Meyer? Do they get Brock Besser? Do they get somebody else? You know, uh, Max Domi, whatever the case might be. Like, they're going to get somebody. But it's just a matter of, like, how big of it, how big of a deal is it going to be? Because I say it's not dire for the Devils to make a big trade. I, I'd say get a solid addition here and there, and they'll be and they'll be just fine. Because I think the ultimate goal for for the Devils, and I don't mean to come off as a as a hot take or anything. I think their main goal come playoff time is to get out of the first round and then see what happens from there. Uh, because let's face it, at the beginning of the year, we were definitely not Stanley Cup contenders. And my thing is, and I'm going to do an episode about this in the, in the future, which is like, when I look at a contender, I look at someone who legitimately can win the Stanley Cup. And it's just like the Devils are so young, they're so inexperienced, they're really good, but we still don't know how some of these players will perform come playoff time. So Jack Hughes has never been in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Nico Heischer, last time he was in the playoffs was a few years ago, and you know his experience wasn't all that much. Or Andre Pallad, he's been around the block a few times, but can he be the one that pulls the soldiers up by their bootstraps. But my, my overall thing is like, I think the devils, they're just not quite ready yet. They're like, I say come next year or maybe the year after they'll be scary in the NHL, but I just, I just think they need some time. Well, I, I said this before, like I didn't expect the devils to be in this good a position. I expect them to be at least in the one or two seed in the wild card. And I'll throw that in there from the beginning of the season or before the season started. Now, I mentioned guys like Nick Ritchie. I mentioned guys like uh, if Calgary falls off a little bit more, maybe you look at Adam Rzyska, maybe you look at Brett Ritchie, uh, those type of guys that bring that physical style of play, uh, bottom six type energy, grit, tenacity. Um, I've mentioned before the Devils should go for a Pavel Buchnevich instead of a Timo Meyer, because I would rather move those pieces for that and maybe offer sheet Timo Meyer in the offseason. I would rather do that. 
if I was an offer sheet person. And if you want to bet, use FanDuel, the official sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> so think about that. Insert live read three, two, one. Well, thanks for that cue, Jersey Joe. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We at Locked On are really excited about our new sports betting partner because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So here's some more information about FanDuel. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. You already know the drill. Visit our friends over at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please remember to always gamble responsibly. And now I'm going to get you guys hip to a product that I use literally every day. So uh, AG1 is has made my life happier and healthier. So what is this stuff? Well, one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So its lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's best about Athletic Greens that uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out after your health to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, back to our conversation with Jersey Joe in three, two, one. Okay, so when talking about trade discussions, um, one of the people on that podcast, they said that they, they were stunned that they were seeing that the Devils were making trade trade or, or making like line combinations that consisted of Dawson Mercer, Sharagovich. Hey, who's Sharagovich, by the way? Is he a prospect? Sharon I, Govich. I know. I they, know. They can't say a Belarusian player's name right. Yes. And their excuses, I, I, not to thrash anyone, but I think their excuse is going to be like, no one cares about Yegor Sharon Govich. Well, I think the Sharks might care about him sooner rather than later. But yeah, Sh- Sharagovich, it's, it's Sharon Govich. Yegor Sharon Govich. Look, it, I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it's just, it's complete butchery. I know. Look, I'm not the best when it comes to name pronunciations. As you know, sometimes you've had to correct me on that, but I don't think I've ever been that far off kind of thing. No, that like that's way out of the left field, Rock, that they did. <laughs> well, I mean, not to be a grammar god or anything, but for the love of Pete, at least listen to some like podcasts or even just some highlights of like that player. And then you're like, oh, there you go. That's how you say it. That's how it's done. But okay. let's get back. Let's get back to the whole trade proposal thing. Nemich. Now and here's Luke the thing. Here's, here's are... the thing. Here, hang on. Before before you continue, I just want to put this disclaimer. Um, there were claims saying that the video was taken out of context. I just want to say I did not post that video. 
I just responded to someone else posting it kind of thing. Like I said, I don't care about the trade packages. I just cared about the fact that you're diminishing my team. You're diminishing my organization and you don't have to like me because let's, because I'll, I'll be straight up with you. Those, those guys don't, aren't really the biggest fans of me and that's perfectly okay, but don't, but please don't discredit my friends. Don't discredit my, my colleagues because they put in great work, whether it's someone like Jersey Joe, people I met up in the press box, they work really hard to put out good devil's content. And it's not easy. As someone who's been on this show for two years, it's not easy to cover the devils when they were losing. But, and look, I get they're a small market team. I get sometimes they get the short end of the stick when it comes to fellow East Coast teams like the Boston Bruins, Philadelphia Flyers, um, uh, New York Rangers, New York Islanders, whatever the case might be, because those are big market East Coast cities. But at the same time, I think the devils are doing just fine. And the one thing you, I don't care, trap defense, wherever the case might be, we're still a championship franchise, three, three. So I, I just found that how many do the sharks have zero. They have, they have one Stanley cup appearance. I think that was back in 2016 and they won the president's trophy once. And that was 2009. But even then you're not a championship franchise. Look, I'm not trying, unlike, unlike some people, I'm not trying to diminish any organization or diminish any fan base, but come on now, like, let's be like, don't let your personal emotions get in the way of just like, you know, uh, of just like being logical, like, I, look, I'm not trying to condescend anyone because who knows, they might be watching this episode looking for me to slip up and take something out of context and then try to give some sort of retaliation. Highly doubt it, but still, um, yeah. When looking at when, when looking at some of these trade packages, it's just like, you know, I, I think just Sharks fans or or any other team in general, they are going to be eyeing Shimon Nemetz and Luke Hughes. But my problem is is simply this: I don't think the Devils would be willing to part ways with. Either one of those, we can put we can pretty much say that Luke Hughes is untouchable because you think Jack Hughes is going to allow Tom Fitzgerald to trade away his brother? Jack Hughes wants to play with no. Jack. No. Jack it, I, I guarantee you, close. If, if Luke Hughes is ever dealt away uh, without a reasonable explanation, Jack Hughes is probably going to be like, "I want out of here." Exactly. Like I will say this to anyone who is listening to this podcast. When the Devils selected Luke Hughes, Jack was literally pushing the envelope for Thomas Gerald to draft him. And he actually has merit to have his brother to get drafted. His brother is, if not the best defenseman in that draft, not named Owen Power, being a young defenseman, almost a year younger than Owen Power, who with two-way play, I mean, the kid's going to be a really phenomenal defensive defenseman and an offensive defenseman as he gets better. But I am not moving the match because you need to have a right-handed defenseman with him. Who's going to quarterback those offensive breakouts and, you know, puck possession, uh, the transition game. You need to have those guys that are excellent in all three. So why would you want to burn a good asset? for one really good forward. I get the move of moving Holtz, yes, but Holtz is not fast. He's not agile. He has a great shot. Don't get me wrong. He thinks the game well. He would much better be suited with a team like the Sharks with L.A. Eklund. Yeah, so my thing is, and to add to your point about Luke Hughes, Luke Hughes was projected to be the first overall pick. 
but he had a foot injury that put him back a few slots. And that's a blessing in disguise for Devils because looks like he's fully recovered from it because you can just see him play for the University of Michigan Wolverines. You can see him play uh, overseas for the World Juniors, wherever the case might be. Looked like Luke Hughes didn't miss a beat. and uh, Not at all. And so I, I think the Devils honestly got the better prospect in that draft class. And uh, for, for Shimon Demetz, it's just like I what I saw last year for Shimon Demetz during his respective playoffs is simply this is like it seemed like he was getting his shot going because uh, we we all, we were raving about how he's a good defenseman, like, you know, defensive mind defenseman. He's not like Luke Hughes where he's two way. But after some time, especially during the course of the playoffs, we saw him net more goals. And I was just like, you know what? Here's what I want to see out of Shimon the Mets. I don't need him to be like Luke Hughes and basically be an offensive threat on, on the blue line. But I would like to see him net anywhere from five to ten goals once he gets into a groove at the NHL level. That's what I want to see from Shimon the Mets. Do you think that's uh, doable for him? I do. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I've mentioned before in hockey articles, when I was with Overtime Heroics Hockey now with uh, Pucks and Pitchforks, I said – the only thing that Nemesh really needs to do is just improve on being agile with AHL and NHL caliber prospects and players, and then using that shot a bit more. And the way I see him now is like, when you see him in Utica, he's doing what I want to see. And that's a good thing. And Chico Resch said this before on the Locked On Del, I mean the Let's Go Devils podcast a year ago, that when you're an AHL player, you're playing around 20 miles an hour at that level. When you get up to the NHL, the it's it's going to be like going 40 miles an hour when you graduate to the NHL level. So it's going to be very little to no time for adjustments. So if he can just keep adjusting, you know, game in game out shift by shift he'll be okay and you know if a guy like ryan graves moves along and a damon severson decides to move along and take more money i'm fine with that so what we got we got guys that could come up in a trade like a nico mikola with you know playoff experience physical play blocking shots uh being a hitter that's a target that I want. So I got I to gotta ask you this, and let's readdress it one more time. Who's on the table to trade and who is untouchable? So I'd say any prospect not named Luke Hughes or Shimon Demetz can basically be dealt away, and I don't think it's going to cause some sort of uproar. I would say that first-round draft pick for the Devils uh, in this year is definitely going to have to be on the table. But when we're looking at when we're looking at like some players are already on the roster and have established themselves, I I think some players like Tomas Tatar, uh, Dawson Mercer, and also Yegor Sharon Govich might be sweating mm-hmm. bullets a little bit, uh, a little bit more because it's just like they might have to like look over their shoulder to to or they're, I'm sure they're looking at their phones or whatever the case might be just because the Devils might have to make a drastic move. And here's the thing. I love all three of those players, but if if there's a chance for the Devils to improve their roster, you know they're going. You know the Devils are going to strike while the iron is hot, like I like to say a lot on this show. <laughs> so it's like exactly Tomas Tatar. You said he doesn't have any good years left in him, but I'd say he's still tops on on the team for plus minus. He's making 
an impact out there. Uh, Yegor Sharangovich is just like, which Sharangovich am I going to get? Am I am I going to get? Uh, he's a very streaky player. Sometimes Sharangovich could put up a point in five straight games. Sometimes he could put up nothing but zeros in five straight games. And then for Dawson Mercer, he's young and he has a lot of promise. He has a lot of upside. And I'm sure teams are going to be like, we want to take a chance on that player as opposed to sure uh, as opposed to Sharagovich and um, <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself as opposed to Sharagovich and Tatar or and also maybe Miles Wood. Miles Wood might be in the those discussions as well because he got a haircut, but yeah, he might have to like look good for his new team. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I I am on the. I'm on the cutting list so far. Like my cutting list has guys like Tatar, Sharangovich, Wood, Severson. I want to keep Graves, honestly, but his camp might command more money than Fitzgerald wants. And this is why you got to get guys like, like I said, a Mikola, or you got to trade for maybe, let's say, set defensemen on you know, team, team that's selling. So if the Devils can get a nice uh, veteran defenseman, I mean, you already got, what, John Marino's back. You got Hamilton there. Shimon Nemesh could come up at any moment. You could stick uh, Luke Hughes in Utica, let him cook for a little bit. Um, get like, Yeah, get all the 10 defensemen like a Mikula. It's going to help. Add the doubles to become more stronger in depth. Uh, Muhammad Doolin, I see him in 23-24 season coming up, unless they trade him. But I doubt teams are going to strike while his iron is not as hot because he's just coming over at the end of the KHL season with Salabat Uliat. So that's that disclaimer. So I got to ask you this question. Have the New Jersey Devils moved the needle because – I was hearing things saying, oh, the Devils, when they appeared in the Stanley Cup Finals, it was probably the lowest watch finals. The Their trap defense made hockey boring to watch, whatever the case might be. Or or, or, or uh, Martin Brodeur cheated on his wife and or Scott Stevens is, is, a, is, a, is a jerk, whatever the case might be. I'm just like, how is that relevant to your point? That's my thing. Like, you're entitled to not like those players or like the Devils in general, but the Devils have, in fact, moved the needle. I don't, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed, and I just said, like, I think the Devils have indeed moved the needle. Like, what, what if they haven't moved the needle this year? Then what, what, what do they need to do? Like, win 82 uh, straight games, go, go undefeated uh, the whole season to prove that they've uh, moved the needle? What, what, what's your claim on that? Let, let me throw this to all the haters out there. The Devils won like 39% of their games last year. If you looked at last night's win to date, the Devils have won 70% out of 164 points to date. Let that be known. If the Devils keep doing what they're doing, whether they play, okay, so you have 32 games in on hand. That's 64 points. If the Devils only get 32 you're looking at what, a hundred and two points at minimum, if the Brat Pack is right. If the Devils win seventy percent of that, that's about what, a hundred twelve, hundred sixteen points. 
something along the law of average. So you, you're looking at the Devils making the playoffs at that velocity. So to, to those guys who dislike the idea of the Devils moving the needle, they threaded the freaking needle almost double. Exactly. And, and, you know, I tried, I tried telling them, but they, they didn't want to listen to me then. I, and just, just so we're they clear, hate the truth, they hate the truth. They hate the truth. And I guess, guess they got their feelings hurt. I don't know, but I, I, just put, I just want to put this out there. I did invite, um, I did invite uh, a potential crossover or like a potential collaboration turned it down because they don't like quote unquote my brand. And I'm just like, my, what, what, my brand has bought me a lot of success at only 23 years of age. Not look, I know a lot of people critique me for being a douche or whatever the case might be, but I, I feel like in this case, I, I have the right to, to say that I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal, wherever the case might be, but you know, S- same here. I actually asked them on YouTube if they would actually allow me to go on for a crossover and I didn't receive anything. And guess what? I gave them the dislikes. Like, like we said, we're not trying to thrash on any show here. We're not even revealing the name of it. And um, if you want to find the clip, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter because it's still buzzing around. It's I saw it on Reddit, whatever the case might be. I, I'm not here to thrash anyone, but I am here to make that reaction and basically put let it be known. The Devils do matter. They have moved the needle. If you want, if you don't like the Devils for the trap, if you don't like Scott Stevens or 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 Martin Brodeur, that's perfectly fine. You're entitled. I'm not going to change anyone's opinion in that sort of way. I disagree with it, but you know, I don't, I don't really care. You, you like whatever athlete you want to like, you like whatever organization you want to like. But the fact of the matter is, it's simply this, the devils have in fact moved the needle. If they haven't moved the needle this year, I it, it, like they're not competing for a wild card spot. They're competing for a top position. In they're, the metro. They're, they're, t- they're, 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 they're not just tanking. They're sinking to the bottom of the NHL standings for the draft lottery to win the likes of either attention, attention, fellow draftees. You're now in line for Connor Bedard, Adam Fantilli, Matt Vay, Michkov, Leo Carlson. One of these wonderful young guys. It could be yours if you win the one of two spots in the draft lottery. Congratulations. You stink. People keep forgetting that the Devils are a championship franchise organization. It's just like, I, I don't get it. But to, to to wrap it up, to wrap it up, where do you see the Devils going from here? Like the, the trade deadline is going to be fast approaching. And I know the Devils are maybe not the front runners to land Timo Meyer. Based on reports I've been hearing, teams are aware that the Devils are going to be very much interested but it doesn't necessarily mean they're in the front of the line. And I, I guarantee you, Sharks fans are – wherever Timo Meyer goes, like if he goes to a team not named the Devils, Sharks fans are going to be celebrating because they're going to be like, yes, he's not going to the Devils. He's not going to the Devils. He's not going to the Devils. And I'm just like, oh, oh okay, so you still lost your – you still lost your, your good player, and we're still going to the playoffs, so I don't think we care all that much. To be – I don't – let me be honest. I would rather not gut the franchise and I'd rather go for a low cost, high reward player in a max Domi. He plays a Sasquatch style of hockey, physical, hard hitting block shots. And he scores on the power play. 
what else can you ask for? I would rather have him over Miles Wood. I'd rather have him and Fabian Zetterlund on the bottom six and in the middle six. I'd rather have those difference makers that are key in setting the tone. And I would rather much have Brock Besser at this point. Brock Besser is also a legitimate option. And uh, we obviously saw uh, um, saw the Vancouver Canucks not too long ago. Uh, Kuzmenko was able to score and three other players uh, were able to score that aren't normally goal getters for the Vancouver Canucks. So that was a little embarrassing. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, I think the Devils are in very good hands. They'll be just fine. And all I got to say is like, don't look, look, this goes to anyone. Don't and I and I I speak because I'm like this too because as a basketball fan as a LeBron James fan I have slandered like Steph Curry constantly just because I don't because just because he beat LeBron in the finals and sometimes I could be like you know salty towards an organization as well. Look, it happens. It's sports, but the one thing I could tell people and and I have to follow it myself, which is don't let your personal feelings get in the way of reporting the facts. Which, which is the, the facts are there for the Devils and you discussed it, I discussed it and we're just speaking on behalf of Devils fans because honestly I felt like our fan base, our organization people who work hard to put out good Devils content like you and myself were, were insulted or belittled or condescended so that's why we're putting this episode out here it's not meant to be a pity party right. per se but it's, no. just, but it's just like, uh, we, like felt, we felt like we had to do this because it's just like we are important, and I've been, I've worked, I worked my ass off to get to here. And and I had to hold those guys accountable last night for coming down on this podcast and this franchise. And I had to put a few jokes out there. You can post them if you want, and you can you know do whatever you want with the top of the tweets. But I put a guy in a baby shark costume who's dancing. And all the Sharks fanatics who are anti-devils or whatever, they're going to be dancing a baby shark, and they're going to just be acting like minnows and chums at the end of the day. To me, they'll have their moment in the sun when they get there. But if you're going to belittle a franchise, whether it's the Devils or the Florida Panthers, maybe the Rangers, I as much as I dislike the Rangers – I don't hate the players on there. There are some fans out there that misbehave, but more so the Flyers fans that are the worst. But I respect every other fan that I talk to. I'm not trying to belittle anyone, but if you're going to bring disrespect, you're going to make me say, oh, I'm Ronnie Dangerville. You're bringing me no respect. I'm going to make you have respect, whether you like it or not. So I just want to... Before we wrap up, I want to put out a funny story, which is over the summer, and I can actually say their names because I'm cool with them. So I went, I had a back and forth with the guys over at Locked On Senators because I said, oh, the Devils are going to be better. Uh, Alex DeBrinkhead is a rental, whatever the case might be. They roasted me, and they have a much bigger following than I do. I knew what I was getting myself into, and I had so many Senators fans come at me. But it was all in fun. It was all in good nature, you know, that kind of thing. Because it's like, yeah, I put out a, I put out a somewhat of a hot take because the Devils weren't projected to do all that well. The Senators were projected to do somewhat decent because of their successful offseason. And then what happens? I do a crossover with the with the guys over at Locked On Senators, and 
we just laugh about it. It, it, it was funny because and, and no well, hard feelings. I I love um, their names are Ross and Brandon. I love those guys. Those guys are those guys um, treat me really well. I respect and, those guys. Yeah, I really like I really like them. They're funny. They're entertaining, and I I hope to do a crossover with them uh, sometime in the future. Quite honestly. And- and you know who uh, the other podcast I really love? Locked on Avalanche with Chris Masilli and uh, Shaggy Von Doom, a good buddy, a good buddy of ours. I, I listen to them, even though I'm not an Avalanche fan. They actually put out really good stuff, and they tell it how it is. I, I like hearing what people say. Um, matter of fact, um, Shaggy Von Doom is also a Devils fan, too. That's the second allegiance. He told me. He told and me. And I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Um like with the Senators, I wouldn't be surprised if the Devils looked at um, the Brinkett. He would be an interesting piece. It, but we've talked, we've talked about this. Seems like the name of the game for a lot of Devils fans is that they don't want to go smaller. DeBrinket is a small guy. He can handle himself. I say put him on the same line as Nico Heischer so you can hide him. I just don't see the Senators honestly trading him away. But that, but that's where I mentioned getting. A guy that's at least five foot eleven, like a Max Domi, but he plays bigger than his own size. You you really got to look at that. But that's why I mentioned Nick Ritchie a lot more, because he's a bit he's a big guy. He can not only muck it up, but he can score points when it really does matter, and he does have playoff experience. Okay, so we talked about everything. We talked about we 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 defended not enough James Reimer though, in that in that trade deal. James Reimer. Remember that trade oh, proposal right, trade. from uh, from the cap friendly before that this all gets wrapped up? Oh yeah, I did. I remember. didn't make that up, by the way. No, you sent that. You sent that. You sent that. I just want to, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it on the screen. But yeah, so Jersey Joe, you you went to work once again, and you actually put out a realistic trade package. I think um, could satisfy. I didn't both. make this though. Yeah, I know you. Someone didn't make- else did. And uh, what was the deal again? The deal was Radim Shemek, he's a defensive defenseman, along with James Reimer. Then you throw in Timo Meyer with 50% of salary reduced. And then you have the Devils would give up Alexander Holtz, the 23 uh, first-round pick, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Kevin Ball. And I actually said yes to this one. I very rarely say yes to armchair GM traits. Yeah, and remember... I had to agree with this. You're big on Kevin Ball. I mentioned in my previous episode, you're big on Kevin Ball. Yes, I am. But there, there's a time and a place where you got to rate the other player higher in rea- reality, and you got to look at the depth chart and the age. And I think the Devils are going to be in good hands whatever trade they make. They're going to make a deal. They're going to make a deal. But is it going to be a big one? Is it going to be a small one? We're just going to have to wait and see how the next few weeks go for Devils. But Jersey Joe, any final thoughts? Final thoughts are this. Have respect for your fellow podcast community and always respect those who are helping promote the game itself, whether it's a small market team, medium, large market, Love thy neighbor. Also, Valentine's Day is coming up. So why not share some love with your fellow community and your fellow podcasters and whatnot? So cheers to everyone. 
celebrating that day as well and show the love. Exactly. Like, doesn't matter if you're credentialed, a fan, or 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 whatever case might be. Doesn't matter if you're like me, you post pretty much every day, once a month, whatever case might be. We're all connected based on the same team. Every, I got my start literally just being a fan, doing this podcast, and I got to go into the press box. You never know where it can lead you. So we're all connected by the same team, and I want people to just remember that. And like I said, me personally, I might not like a team, I might not like a person, but I would never con. But remember, I would never call out Senators fans and say, "Oh, you're trash," or "or you remain the worst," or whatever the case might be. I'll never do that kind of thing because that's hmm. they don't deserve that. They're they're just passionate. Because quite honestly, if I was in their shoes, I'd probably do the same thing. But it's not personal. It, exactly, and I mean, we're like like Winnipeg Jets fans. They say they're fueled by passion. Well. We all are fueled by it. And I'll say this. This is the best season I've ever seen people out in public dress in Dell's gear. And they're happy with what they've seen this team achieve. And of all the things crazy in this world, the New Jersey Devils unite the state of New Jersey and the Tri-State area. When it's not football season, baseball season, you name it. Hockey unites New Jersey and the surrounding area and maybe different parts of the world. Like there's someone in, you know, Canada, there was someone in the, in Israel that I saw in a different post. And I have viewers from Sweden that listen in. So I'm happy that I'm doing something um, with my life to um, make people happy and entertain and give them honest facts and stuff like that. And I appreciate that. Jersey Joe, thank you for hopping in. And hopefully we speak for the entire Devils fan base, which is we are relevant. And everyone who covers the Devils on any market, I don't care if you're in the press box, in your basement, whatever case might be, we're all united by the same team. Amen. Let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.